You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron and I just want to number one, thank you guys for showing up. I'm so incredibly grateful. The podcast continues to grow and we're just talking about things that we think matter. You guys let us know they matter. So keep sending us suggestions, emails, and my hope is that if you keep showing up, keep listening, you get a little nugget a little something every single day that makes your practice and your life better. And today we're going to do exactly that. I've got Jenny Poulos, one of our amazing coaches here. She is on our leadership team, our traction team here at Act Dental, and we talk about a better year in 90 days. This is a fundamental shift that we made. We're going to encourage you to make. It will absolutely change your life once you grab a hold of it. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. We're so pumped that you're here. Keep showing up, keep listening, keep tuning in, and you're going to see every single time. Our hope is to give you a little something to just improve your practice and improve your life. And today I've got Jenny Poulos, one of our amazing coaches on today. She's part of our leadership team, our traction team here. Jenny, thanks for being on. Oh, thanks for having me, Kirk. Always a great day when we get to sit down and chat. Yes, we get to sit down and chat. We actually talk a lot. We had our team meetings. I'm back from vacation. I'm so so fired up. So, And we actually have like nine podcasts uh, on different topics that dentists need help with. But you came up with a brilliant title. You're like, Kirk, we got to talk about a better year in 90 days. I absolutely love it. Now, before we get into it, I always like people to know who we're listening to. So who's Jenny Pulos? Jenny, tell oh, everybody. Jenny Pulos is a very lucky person. Um, I, I know, right? Right. Uh, I am a coach. I am a mom. I am a wife. And I get to be a part of the amazing ACT team. And I get to spend my days talking to leaders and teams and really creating better lives for people all over the country. And wow, I'm super grateful for what I get to do. Yeah. And we're equally grateful to just have you on this team. Now I'm just going to say this. Jenny's pretty modest, but she's a baller here. She like, she whips practices into shape and uh, she's got a lot of specialties. And one of the things she does uh, with either small practices, but each, 
you know, you you can take these larger practices too and go, listen, let's get them all aligned. And we're going to be talking about a better year in 90 days, which if you guys get this, I'm telling you, it's going to absolutely change your life. It was, it's been a long journey for me trying to figure this out. And uh, tell us, tell us what this means. 90, a better year in 90 days. Tell us the essentials. Yeah. So one of the ways that I think I'm able to do what I do with small teams or big teams and with the ACT team is that we have realized and really embraced a strategic planning cycle that we execute every 90 days. And by breaking our year into these chunks, we're able to focus, give our best effort to the things that matter now and make real progress versus having this long, long spread out plan that we never really complete because we lose steam and we Mm -hmm. don't reevaluate. So 90 days works for human nature, works for our brains, and it works for teams of two or 20. Yeah, I love it. You're saying all those things that matter so much to me. And in full disclosure, I mean, Gino Wickman, who wrote the book Traction, you guys know I'm a huge fan. I'm going to encourage you to read it. And so, Gino, if you're listening, thank you so much. Like he calls it a system for managing human energy, keeping people focused. And so uh, the other end of the spectrum, I was the guy who would design these long, elaborate plans. And the plans would change constantly based on the energy or shiny, bright objects I would find from week to week. And now what's really cool is think about this, your brain, human beings can really only focus maximum 13 weeks. I mean, we just finished a quarter in which we got three things done. And I'll tell you, I was chomping at the bit to just say, okay, these are done. Let's launch them and let's get started on something new. So you'll see your energy is going to be really well balanced. The other thing that you're going to realize when you switch from doing 90 days versus a year, now you still have to plan your year. Don't get me wrong. But what you do is you break them up into four 90-day segments, 13 weeks. You can get everyone aligned on a few priorities. This quarter, Jenny, we have how many priorities? We have Two, two priorities. And you're in charge of one of them. And one of them's almost done. And we're like in the third or fourth week of the quarter. Now, I'm not here just bragging about my team. I like doing that. But like, the, it's not really, it's not something we just designed. No, companies have been doing this for a long time. They get really aligned as a group of people around getting a few things done really well. And everyone feels connected to the purpose. Right, Jenny? Like in a small practice or a big practice. Yeah, the the great thing about the strategic planning every 90 days, first of all, you have to intentionally pause, right? We, you When you go into these 90-day cycles, this 90-day strategic planning cycle, you have to say, we're going to stop. We're going to talk about what we did, the successes that we had. What do we need to keep doing? What are we changing? And build new plans. And it really helps team members reflect on what's working, reflect on what's not working, and continue to improve as we move forward. And when we step back, sometimes we realize, hey, what we were focusing on, maybe it wasn't the most important thing. Maybe we need to shift it. 
And we build these executable plans with steps that everyone can get engaged in. Yeah. When we when we build things over a year, it's hard to say, hey, we're going to do we're going to do these steps over 365 days. Oh my gosh, you get so lost in that. But if I say, hey, I'm going to focus for six weeks on something, I can really give my attention to that for six weeks. 100%. And if you guys are like me, this is why, if you're listening, keep listening on this. Because if you're an entrepreneur, you created this business because you're driven. You have a lot of ideas. But what you don't understand is you make people crazy around you because you have idea after idea and you're constantly changing. What's really cool is when you can adopt this operating system and say every quarter, you guys, we're just going to get aligned on a few things. Your team starts to build confidence, not so much in you. It happens as a byproduct. They build confidence in the system and the, they, they say to themselves after two or three quarters, this is actually working. Like he is, he or she is making promises and keeping them for the most part. Listen, we're not a perfect company, but like the whole thing works when you can start to, it's like, I don't like the word board game, but you're, you're actually opening up a box with rules and you're playing the game and you're learning how to play it and you're becoming more proficient uh, and efficient as a team as you start to do these things. And it's just, it's just an amazing process and do that. Now, the other thing you can do, you can still give yourself space as a creative entrepreneur. You can put them in the lab, you know, for 13 weeks. Like I'm, I'm going to give you guys some of my secrets. Here's number one. I don't shut down the lab. The lab's always working of ideas, but it's brewing behind these doors. Like, and like, I feel like James Bond, you know, Q, like there's a whole bunch of things going on back there, but we got to make sure they work before we roll them out to the team instead of just launching them in um, the team meetings. Now, one more piece I want to just add, Jenny, and you could speak to this. You guys, I want you to think, you don't have to do it the way we do it. You got to figure out how you do it. But I do this. This is what I do. There's basically one week a quarter where we shut the company down for the most part. On Monday, we just kind of all get organized on our own. I'm organizing my thoughts. I'm not doing it on a Sunday. On Monday, I'm organizing my thoughts before the whole team gets. Tuesday, our leadership team comes into town. We budget a whole day just to get super aligned, talk about financials, talk about progress, talk about the functionality chart. We give ourselves the whole day to plan before the entire team comes in. Then the entire team comes in and we plan with them again on Wednesday from top to bottom, come up with our priorities for the next 13 weeks. And then it's really cool is we're pretty fatigued by Wednesday afternoon. And then you know what we do? We celebrate. We go out we and, sure do. and we party. And then Thursday, we break out in divisional because there's always little odds and ends and things. And the, what we used to do in the past was not helpful. We would all meet and then everyone would fly home and figure out the odds and ends and the details. No, before we all go back to working, we've got all the details mapped out. And then Friday, we have our To The Top Study Club, which is our clients coming to town and we have fun with them. But Jenny, what would you say about the process and how it's helped us and how we want it to help people that are listening? The This process in which we really allow ourselves to fully plan out what we're going to do lets us achieve success in a way that we never did before. Amen. And let me tell you, one of the quickest ways that you can kill motivation for yourself and for your team members is to never complete things. Mm -hmm. And 
if you have these huge, 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 huge tasks or huge goals that you just say, we're going to do this and we're, we're not, we don't really have a, a set plan for it. We're just going to start going. It becomes demoralizing to the team eventually because they feel like, oh my gosh, we just can't get anywhere. Right. And what starts with maybe it like we're, we've, we have like a garden hose of a little bit. We say, you know, you want to drink from a garden hose and not a fire hose. You just keep putting more and more and more pressure on that. And eventually the team can't manage all of the things. Nothing is getting done. Balls are being dropped. So by taking time, if you have a bigger group as a leadership team to say, hey, let's focus a little bit in on what's important. Then let's bring it to the team. Let's get their input. Let's get them to weigh in so they will buy in. Then we're going to develop the 13-week plan and we're going to see success because it's something that we can concentrate on and execute from start to finish and then reevaluate. I want to give you a good tip too about the 13-week plan. When you establish your 13-week plan, I would like you to plan to finish it in 10 weeks. Oh, tell us why. This is a huge tip. Please listen. So we often, we say we've, you know, we've got 13 weeks to finish something and we're going to take it right up to the deadline to get it done. Within that 13 weeks, quarter one, maybe, you know, you're going to have CPR renewal. Everybody's favorite HIPAA day. We maybe have some OSHA training in there. Maybe the office is closed because you're coming to a CE event. Maybe somebody is out sick, right? Plan to give yourself a little bit of buffer room so you're not on the last day of your 90-day plan saying, oh my gosh, we're behind. Yeah. So we really like to work that 13 weeks into a 10-week plan to give ourselves space. It's brilliant. I mean, if you have a snow week, all those kind of things, you can't say, oh, we didn't get it done because we had all these things going on. You're budgeting. Now, the other thing that's cool about 10 is that you can equally divide things. So if you say this particular task or this priority has 60 components to it, it tells you we got to get six things done per week. 10, you know, 60 divided by 10 equals six. So you can budget. One more thing that I was going to add that I absolutely love. So again, now when you land the airplane as a team, think about this. If you're a dentist, you're like, no, we sit, we sit down, we walk away from patients, we shut our doors and we plan as an entire team. You're making a huge statement that your team comes first. You guys hear this all the time. My team comes first. My team comes first. But very few people ever put their money or their time where their mouth is. When you say once a quarter, we're not going to do anything about patients. We're going to plan because when we fix the airplane while it's on the ground, it flies better. And the other thing, when you talk about the 10 weeks, Jenny, as a dentist, you've got to free up some time and get away from the practice. So think about this. You're working 13 weeks every three months. Why don't you just work in your office 10 weeks and budget on what you have to produce for 10 weeks and you'll see you can go away for three weeks and things still get done. You still meet your quarterly goal. Now you might be listening to this and you might be a younger dentist or just getting started. You're like, I can't do that. Start with one week every 13 weeks and get away from the office. I promise you it works. Then add a second week 
and say, I'm going away a second. Now, you still have to take care of your team members. You have to do all that, but you can create a budget during that time and hit it all the time. What's really cool as you lean into this, you learn so much about yourself. Your team has tremendous confidence that you're going to get things done and you can use this system over and over and over. Some of you that are listening to this podcast are going to practice for three full decades. Some of you are going to practice for four full decades. What if you found a secret right now? You're like, I can totally embrace this. It's a 13-week scorecard that we just rinse and repeat every 13 weeks for these next 40 years, and you're going to be okay. Right, Jenny? Yeah. And, and you know, I love this about our team and the teams that I work with. Everyone is excited for the new priorities. Everyone is excited when when our team week comes up, we're like elated the week before everyone is like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna see everyone and I'm gonna hug you next week and I can't work, I can't wait. And other teams too, they're, they're ready. They're excited to get together. We get re-energized. And if you, if I could, if I told you, I, I can have you do this one thing that will re-energize your team every 13 weeks, would you not jump all over that? 100%. Everyone, energy is so low and I can't keep people motivated. It's literally like a shot in the arm every 13 weeks that gets the team ready to go and refocused. It's a time where we really celebrate. And gosh, ACT team celebrates, but we encourage celebration in a huge way because when we focus just on what's broken, we miss half or more of the picture. Right. And we miss the opportunity to look at things that are working and take them from good to great. Okay, you have to explain that because this is a very important piece. Every 13 weeks, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be the first to say, my brain didn't work like that. Like every 13 weeks, I was focused on like, okay, there's still stuff that's broken. So I'd quickly go on. So why is important to why is it so important to right. s- first celebrate? Go there. No one's brains work like that. It's called negativity bias, right? right? We are hardwired. Our brains are hardwired to go to the negative. So we have to be very intentional, uh, intentional, excuse me, about celebrating and saying what's working. And some, you know, what's working and how can we utilize the things that we're doing really well, maybe in other areas? What can we learn from them? How can we grow and build upon the things that are working? Um, we spend so much time highlighting what's broken that that's also demoralizing. Uh, but we have to learn from our celebrations. We know as a, as a coaching team, we know that one of the, one of the biggest challenges that teams have for progress is lack or infrequent celebration of wins. Yeah, absolutely. You just, you just sound like a cranky old business owner who's just like, we we're not there yet. Especially if you're going to a lot of continuing education, look, I'll call it out. You go to a lot of continuing education, you see all this stuff that's working and it's beautiful and it's aesthetically correct. And these people that have amazing offices and it's all great. And it creates this underlying angst. And you come back to your office and you go, my office isn't 
what everybody else has. And that's a dangerous proposition. You have to give yourself a little grace. When you can do what Jenny's saying, you can pause and you can celebrate. Like you've got to celebrate some wins because it only encourages a little bit more on the winning side. Now, another thing that you brought up earlier, in uh, Jenny, I want you to, 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 to explain this. When you get your team to weigh in, they can buy it. Now, I want you to explain that because a lot of dentists just, if they do any planning or come up with the plan for this year, they just present it to the team and say, here's where we're going. Explain that concept, weigh in to buy in. We, as a dentist, as a business owner, you can't do it all on your own. No. It's impossible. You, you simply can't. Don't even you try. Don't. You spend your day in an apple. And all of the people around you need to work together to make your vision, to make your practice, to make your dreams come to fruition. Mm -hmm. If you really want to get there, you need to ask, what do you think about this? How do you believe we could best get there? Do you see any roadblocks? This doesn't mean that Everyone needs to be a hundred percent on with the same vision, right? It, we're not looking for consensus here. Consensus can be a dangerous thing, but what we're looking for is collaboration. We're looking for people to come together around a common goal, to share their thoughts, to share their beliefs. Because while I might not completely agree with something, I might think, you know what? I'm a little hesitant about this. If I'm able to bring my voice to the room and to say, I see this as a potential issue. I see this as a potential issue. I think this is a great idea. Maybe one of those issues will be addressed and my great idea will be on the table. But one of the things that I don't 100% agree with is also going forward. Yeah. Because I've had the chance to put my voice into the room, to weigh in, I'm going to be committed to the plan because I've been a part of it. 100%. We're looking for collaboration. You don't need everyone to be in consensus consensus and say, I 1,000% agree with everything. Because if you have that, you have what we call artificial harmony. And you don't have people voicing what they believe. Right. But now, you really want them all buying in and contributing. Yeah. Now, let, let, let's be super clear about this. This isn't a, a thing where we just sit around and do a kumbaya and everyone voices their emotions. That's not what we're saying. You still have to lead. You still have to guide people. You still have to create a you know, a facilitative, I don't even know if that's where a situation where people can buy in and weigh in, you know, to where we're going. One more piece that's critical to this, however you decide to do it as a dentist, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. One day a quarter, at least, at the very least, one day a quarter, you shut everything down. You don't do it at the end of the week either because people are cooked. They're fried. You're thinking, oh, I'm going to do this on a Friday or Saturday. Don't because they're already checked out. Do it on a prime day, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday because you'll be a little stressed. You'll be like, I could be doing dentistry. Yes, you could. But you need everyone's attention. You don't need the dollars from the production. You need everybody's engagement. In a world where people are just compromised about how they feel about employment, this is your opportunity to be different. And what I'm going to ask you to do in that 
planning day. Now see how I use the word planning? Because I screwed this up 7,000 times. I don't want you to screw it up. It's called the planning day. You can't solve during a planning day. Jenny, now you could do this without a coach. I'm going to tell you not to because it's stupid to do it without a coach. Get a good coach that can facilitate a planning day. But why is it important to plan and not solve in a day with your team? Yeah, you've got 13 weeks to solve. You've got 13 weeks to execute and, and to work through all of the issues and find the best path. But when we solve, we rabbit hole a little bit. We wait, 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 let's examine. Okay, so we have a full day meeting. Let me get, let's give an example. Okay, so we're going to be talking about, we have a lot of cancellations. Okay, so, you know, these cancellations are killing our, you know, practice. And if you start a meeting like that, you could spend an hour and a half on all the oh. things that need to be fixed and everyone's ideas. And you're like, oh my gosh, right? When, well, and I want, when you're, when you attack that issue, I want you to be focused on that issue. So if one of our priorities is around that, we're going to say, okay, we need to review our ABC patient. We need to review our, we need to review our confirmation and reminder system. We need to review our verbiage around cancellations. We're just identifying all of the things that we're going to review when we can give them time. But what'll happen is you'll get into this, oh, well, Jane canceled the other day because she had COVID and her son, he called and you know she was gonna be late with him. So we weren't sure if we should schedule her in two weeks or in five weeks. Oh, and that reminds me that, right? That's what happens. That's what happens. Now we do it too though. We even catch her son. So, Jenny, would you agree with, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun because that's exactly what happens. You, everyone on your team starts hearing this after a while. And you look down at your watch, you're like 27 minutes into this. And I'm checking my phone. Now I've moved on to Instagram and now, may, oh, God forbid, TikTok. And now I'm just losing. <laughs> I'm not going to This go is there. the time to get things it done. Is, it is. It is say, this is what we're focusing on. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get there. And then we work the plan. Right. And so if you have a great coach, what a coach will do, will call that out immediately and go, the mark of a good coach is they can control the room. It's not advisable for you to try to coach your own team. They hear your voice too many times. They're tired of hearing your voice. A great coach can tell you things to your team and your team will go, that's a brilliant idea. And you're going to get so mad because you're think, your first thought is, I've been saying that for 10 years. I can't believe she comes in the room, says it once, and they think it's the greatest idea. They... First of all, your ideas can come to life through a coach, through the facilitation of a coach. Now, if you don't want to use a coach, you could certainly have a team member call it out. Like in our recent team meeting, you know, we have Barrett will call it out. Listen, when solving is happening, I'm going to call it out. We're solving. You know, this is about planning. Right, Jenny? Anything else you would add about that? No, I mean, I, I think that's really clear. It's just that if you want to be efficient in this process... And you need to pause and say, whoa, wait a minute, stop. We're solving. We're rabbit holing. We know that we need to focus on this. Let's focus on it when we have time and move on to the next thing. Yeah. 
So to summarize, I mean, we'll summarize all this for you guys and just kind of put this together. A better year is if it's done in 90-day segments. Your brain, your energy, your human energy, collectively as a team, can only go 90 days. That's it. You can try to go longer, but it's not advisable. You can come up with a few things, not 10. We advise no more than five. I actually like fewer more than like, again, we have two this quarter. Jenny, you work with a lot of practices. How many priorities do they typically have in a quarter? I've never had a team execute more than three priorities in a quarter. Because there are three things right now that if you improve them as a team, it would change the entire practice. And it's so stupidly cliche, but it's true. You've heard this one, get everyone rowing in the boat the same direction. Nothing, and I mean nothing, gets everyone rowing in the same direction when they know where we're going, they know how they can contribute, there's fewer motions, you know? So if you're thinking about this, like our team, we have now 18 people on our team. I never dreamed I'd ever have 18 people. Do I dream having 18? Never, no, you know what? But getting two priorities, you know, done with 18 people, it's awesome how many people can contribute and help with little pieces that just consume so much time. It is really cool how you can pick up traction doing that. Do it once a quarter, carve out prime time to do it, determine that day, make a statement to your team that we're gonna plan, we're gonna plan great, and then plan something fun afterwards because you'll be exhausted as soon as you finish. What's that? Do not go see patients after. Do not. That would be crazy. What did we do? We did We did a paddle tavern. Now, I thought that was going to be like, I'm like, oh my gosh, paddle tavern for our. It was amazing. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. I had no idea how that was going to work, but I'll tell you why it worked. We worked hard. We finished knowing that we had accomplished something that's really, we'd agreed as a team, like these two things are gonna make all of our lives better. We worked hard to figure out what they were, put it all together, and then it was easy to go out and party that night. I mean, you don't have to go crazy, but just just celebrate, laugh and have a good time. And rinse and repeat, I'm telling you, it's gonna improve culture. Improving your culture is not about making people feel good or giving them a lot of compliments. That's important. But what's really important is when they know they're part of something special, they have a voice, they feel valued, and they can see what's going on. And they'll they'll be so grateful <laughs> that they have one day where they're not in patients' mouths. They'll, be, <laughs> they'll love it. They will love the fact that you made a statement that we're not going to be working in patients' mouths today. We're going to be working on us and our team and our practice to better serve our patients. They'll thank you at the end of the day. Any last thoughts, Jenny? No, I mean, uh, this is is straight out of traction, but the amazing thing about this is your team can see where you're going, right? Say, it's, it's not just your vision in words, but they can see what you're telling them. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Explain that one. We, when we do this, this 90 day planning, when we, when we say this is what we're gonna focus on and we break it into tasks and, and we say, this is how we're gonna get there. Everyone can see the road ahead. Everyone can see where we're going and how we're gonna get there and work together. 
when they can say, I see what you're saying, you're going to get there. Yeah. And I'll give you one last icing on the cake. If you own your own business, you've always dreamed of a day where you just sit back and let a team meeting work and you say very little or you just interject a vision piece here and there. When you do what Gino Wickman recommends, you get to do that. You get to be the person who just sits back and lets the magic happen. Now, does it work perfectly? No, that's not what I'm saying. But for the most part, I'm not stressed when I go in our meetings. I don't try to like control the whole thing. I just sit back and go, listen, we're just going to follow the rules. And when it gets off track, I'll throw a little vision in the room. We'll get back on track. You can say little and watch more happen. It's a better year in 90 days. So... Awesome. Awesome. If you're struggling with this, I'm going to just encourage you to reach out. I mean, we have some amazing coaches here and they're all committed just like Jenny to create a better practice and better life. It is crazy stupid to try to figure out how to run a dental practice on your own. No one's ever done it and said, yep, just read a couple books, listened to a few podcasts, created an amazing practice. It's pretty easy. No. Building a dental practice is hard. It's lonely. It's challenging. But it's awesome when you can get it working that you get to do what you love to do. and You have great practice and a great life. So if you're struggling with any of that, we're here to help you just be an ear for you and uh, help you on that journey. But hope you guys enjoy today. And until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.